Welcome to the Triskillian, the Purica podcast, where it's all about nature, science, you. This is another episode of the Triskillian, the Purica podcast. And this time we're talking philanthropy. We're talking the Purica Foundation. And we can't talk about the Purica Foundation unless we talk to Marnie Watkin, who uh, chairs the great committee of people who've done wonders just over the last few years. And Marnie, listen, first of all, Thanks so much for doing this. Really appreciate having you on the Triskillian. Great to see you wearing your Triskillian in black, which is very, (laughs) very cool. Uh, Can you believe it's been four years since we first had the conversation about you stepping up on behalf of the family, on behalf of the Watkin families, uh, to really lead the Purica community family through the foundation? It's been four years since we first got that going. Yeah, it's really hard to believe. And the amount of... um, growth that we have accomplished in those four years and um, and our group of ladies have just become like stronger and more confident and it's been very rewarding and it's gone far and beyond any of my wildest dreams so well i'll tell you from my vantage point it's just the beginning a lot of stuff to happen especially post-covid when we can get back to doing what you and your group of, uh, uh, of women behind the Pirica Foundation have done, which is connect with people, inspire people, and compel people to contribute. But I just wanted to go back to one of the things that I know is really important to you, uh, to uh, your husband, Trevor Watkin, Chief Operating Officer of the company, uh, to uh, uh, co-founder and the Chief Executive Officer and Chief Formulator, Jason Watkin, and to Anna Watkin, to all of you, is bringing the sense of family that you bring to Purica as a company to the foundation. And I've always thought that you can't have a sense of community without having a sense of family. Uh, How true does that ring for for you and the Watkin family? Uh, Very much so. We are very fortunate uh, that a majority of the ladies uh, were people that I have grown up with. I've known for 20 plus years, uh, people that I've met along the way. And now it's, you know, people that um, have joined through original members of the board. And we have such an incredible uh, connection with each other. We support each other. Uh, A lot of our meetings turn into, um, you know, family support. Um, (laughs) We're very much... We're a very social group as well, and um, and the amount of support, like it, it's it's a beautiful thing. Feel very fortunate. Uh, we're talking to Marnie Watkin, the chair of the Purica Foundation, doing great work in the community. Uh, philanthropy's always been important to the Watkin family and to Purica. Uh, there's been all kinds of support or Habitats for Humanity, uh, other you know international ventures, but it really has been these last three years that you've really put the focus on, first of all, the Canadian community and and your own backyard of Duncan. Uh, It's got to be very gratifying to see the way the community, the city of Duncan, and, you know, some of the community leaders and and, and the residents of Duncan, the way they've responded to these Purica fundraising events. I mean, I get it when you say beyond your wildest dreams, because I was blown away impressed. Yeah, they, it, um, When the first year uh, unfolded and when we opened the front doors to welcome our guests in and uh, so for for the first two years we were raising funds for the couch and hospice house and the looks on people's faces 
was worth all of the, the hard work and the blood, sweat and tears that went into putting that event together. And we were all in awe, in awe ourselves because we completely transformed this very barren, large hall into a, a 1920s um, prohibition theme. So it, yeah, it's, it's been a beautiful journey, that's for sure. Uh, it was just so unbelievable. Uh, you know, um, even you as a resident of Duncan, me as someone visiting Duncan for that weekend, I don't think either of us believed we were in Duncan because it felt <laughs> like we were sort of back in the 1920s. Uh, uh, and yeah. you've done that every time with the theme. I mean, the... Um, uh, the, the themes have made fundraising fun. And, and I think for long-term sustainability, I, I'm sure you and the team feel, hey, we not only want to make a difference by raising funds in the community, we want to have fun doing it. Yeah, exactly. And it was important for us to not make it to like halloween -y or juvenile. And so we really struggled with, do we make it a dress up event where you dress in character or do you just dress up in your best, finest clothes and come out for a night on the town? And to see, especially the men come in and they have dyed their hair dark because they wouldn't necessarily have been gray in the 1920s <laughs> and, uh, and digging into their grandparents' attics and whatnot. It, uh, it was definitely uh, a sight to behold. So, and yeah. it's been like that repetitively, like for the last, for the uh, two consecutive after that event with um, Havana Nights. Uh, and then we did uh, Studio 54 last year so i mean the studio 54 uh one and the havana nights i mean both of them uh, we have photographs of alexa our, our daughter <laughs> who you know you know very very well the expression on her face with me wearing you know just a big afro wig uh, you know to sort of really get in character but i think that just shows the um, the the contribution that you're making to the community uh people will talk about the experience that they had and, and, and how well organized everything was, but more than anything, how much fun they had. And, and I don't think you can do sustainable fundraising over the long term without having fun. So good on you uh, and your committee for instilling that. Uh, in terms of the ballpark, are, are you surprised that you've been able to sort of be uh, in around the 100,000 plus number each year out? I mean, that's quite an accomplishment for a new charity. Uh, was that beyond what you expected at first, Marnie? Oh, yeah. The, our first event, we thought if we raised $50,000, we were golden. And uh, so then as we were, as our um, treasurer was kind of keeping us up to date through our meetings, that our numbers were growing and growing and growing. Uh, and then our our final meeting where she disclosed the amount like it was I have goosebumps right now just reminiscing about that and and you know we popped some bottles of bubbly and and celebrated that and it was really hard to keep our lips sealed because we wanted to you know scream it from the rooftops that um what had been accomplished um but it's because of community support like fundraising is not possible uh, without community support. So we were very grateful for that. So, 
Uh, you know, I think it, it's pretty incredible for a, a young charitable organization, a young foundation like the Purica Foundation to sort of, you know, be three, uh, four years into it, you're talking more than a quarter of a million, a third of a million uh, dollars, uh, you know, including some matching and, and some other contributions that, of course, are really gratifying as well. Let me take a couple of steps back in terms of just all the visioning. And this came together very organically. Now, the term organic, of course, is 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 one that's used a lot describing Purica and its supplements. But in terms of developing uh, the causes and the way you were going to approach this, that also came together organically. You really wanted to represent, like Purica uh, does, Purica serves, you know, people of all ages, um, uh, you know, with the natural supplements that truly make a difference. You wanted the Purica Foundation to do the same, to really represent the circle of life. Uh, explain how that came together and how you, you first identified the hospice, as an example, and Duncan as a charity, um, uh, you know, that you really wanted to target for support. Yeah. So our first meetings uh, we held in our backyard, sitting in the sunshine, and uh, and I cried at every opening of every meeting because I was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very sensitive person. So and I would, you know, shed a few tears and thank all the ladies for coming. And uh, I was very fortunate that I that there was quite a substantial amount um, of the ladies that came to me and they said that they would be honored to be a part of this journey. And I was, of course, overcome with gratitude. And I just had a really hard time putting it into words, how appreciative I was. So then we, um, and I really, other than being on school PAC committees, helping with fundraising for dry grad events and whatnot. And I hadn't, I had never been a chair of a board before. So then I was looking for guidance from these ladies because uh, quite a few of them had sat on boards before. And so it was very interesting. And I was very open minded, and like a very open heart to be accepting of, of any advice and whatnot that that I could receive. And um, so then, when it was presented to me that this opportunity, like through through Pierica, I thought, well, I love volunteering in the community and I thought well I think this will be fun and it's and uh, and I never in my wildest dreams ever thought it would come come this far so feeling very proud uh, you know it's interesting how the best foundations really mirror the images of the uh, the companies uh, or the organizations that they're connected to and and again back to that that sense of family um, you, you don't get emotional unless there's a sense of family because, you know, families can relate to loss. Uh, families understand the importance of community support, all the things that you've talked of in those uh, early Purica Foundation meetings. Um, where, where does that all come from? Is it, you know, because Trevor shares it, Jason, Anna, uh, Purica employees uh, share it. Uh, do you think it comes from uh, simple, you know, small town values of really being uh, uh, community oriented, uh, or is it just simply the Purica values of uh, uh, commitment to the community, uh, nature, science, you, that kind of thing? How do you explain how this has just been so smooth a launch in terms of the philosophy of the foundation? Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I believe it does stem from being in a smaller community, being born and raised. Uh, and again, the majority of the ladies on our board are lifelong um, members of our community. I don't know, I don't, I don't have any experiences as to what it feels like to live in a large city. So I would never want to disregard, you know, community in larger cities. Uh, but, you know, for us, like we really spent a lot of time trying to figure out who we wanted to focus on for our, our first event and to find um, a cause that really needed a leg up. And we felt that we would be able to draw a lot of um, attention and whatnot, because we had a lot of energy flowing through our veins. And so uh, through the process, like the ladies on the board would, you know, we would discuss a lot of different options. And then when hospice was brought up, pretty much, well, every, pretty much every single woman around the room had a story um, of a loved one that had been in hospice in other communities or needed to be in hospice. And uh, one of our board members at the time, really, she was utilizing hospice on a, um, on a different capacity because we didn't have hospice beds. And so we all had, you know, a, a very emotional moment. And then we knew at that point that that's the direction that we needed to go in. Uh, one of the things that you and I have talked about from the beginning of, you know, at the roots of the Purica Foundation is that this is more than just fundraising. It's really about cause raising. And, and I'm sure you can attest to the fact that for some of the people you've worked with at the hospice and the other beneficiaries, it's not just the funds that Purica and the Purica Foundation have raised. It's the attention that the foundation has provided to the cause and that leads to other opportunities. Um, does that match up with the feedback you've received is that it's more than just the funds. It's just the feeling of community support that these, that these very vital organizations uh, are getting from the Purica foundation. Yeah, it, it, we have been told that and numerous times through the hospice task force as well. Uh, they said, because they've been plugging away at this for years and they contributed um, their increase of raising millions of dollars, um, even though like we raised um, 265,000 for them, but they needed to raise 10 million. So they said that alone, getting the word out um, was worth far and beyond, you know, the amount that we did raise for them. And now they're open. They, they opened at uh, the beginning of November and we were very fortunate that we got to go for a tour um, of the facility and it absolutely blew our minds. We, it was, it, we knew it was going to be beautiful, but it just, it blew us out of the water. So we're talking to Marnie Watkin, chair of the Purica Foundation on this episode of the Triskillian, the Purica podcast, just around the corner. We'll talk about Marnie Watkins' favorite moments, the moments that brought her to tears, the moments that made her laugh as the Purica Foundation has taken its first steps these past few years. You're in the natural health zone with the Triskillian, the Purica podcast. 
We're talking philanthropy and the Pirica Foundation with the chair of the Pirica Foundation, Marnie Watkin. Uh, this is the Triskillian, the Pirica podcast. Marnie, I, I did want to ask you, uh, over these four years, are there a few moments that really stand out to you that you you weld with pride? You you either had you, you know tears in your eyes or just some real extreme joy from some of the moments that the Purica Foundation has uh, has been involved with? Uh, when we were invited to go to the sod turning uh, event for hospice and, and we were presented with a shovel and I got to join a very special group of people that were also in, invited. Uh, and then when we went for our tour, uh, they presented us with with our shovel with an engraved logo and whatnot on it. Uh, that was very um, heartwarming. Um, and then when we went for our tour, it's this is kind of funny. So in our family, our daughter Kate, who works for Pirica, uh, which ever since she was a little girl, 122 was her favorite number, and everything numbers didn't make sense to her and everything was 122. So through her years of growing up, 122 would always pop up. So when we entered into hospice to go for our tour and they so kindly named the family room area after the Pirica Foundation and on our plaque says Pirica Foundation room 122. Ah, so, and Kate and I just, oh, yeah, we just looked at each other and we immediately texted Trevor and Matthew and, um, and it was just, it was this moment where it was just like full, full circle almost. And, and so when I told the hospice crew there, they said they had, you know, that was numbered by island health like they really had nothing no connection with that and so yeah it, that was pretty darn special that's the right kind of numerology and again when you think of those numbers at uh, 265 ballpark even just for the uh, the hospice project and the other charities that you've really already had an impact on and and again that's the best news of all you're just beginning. Before we look a little bit to the future of the Purica Foundation, I did want to just, again, get some thoughts of some of your favorite moments. Uh, uh, has there been anything embarrassing that's happened, you know, at any of the events that sort of stands out to you or, or anything else that sort of really <laughs> caught your eye that, that sort of has made the experience so memorable for you? Uh, my favorite moments is when the doors open and seeing people walk in and seeing how they're they're dressed and their costumes and not maybe really being able to recognize people Um, and my cheeks absolutely hurt from (laughs) smiling and and I'm a hugger so this whole COVID thing is very difficult for me (laughs) so and just like the amount of hugs and and passing along my gratitude and thanks for people attending the event. Um, Funny things that have happened there. uh, We have found certain items of clothing under tables and whatnot. (laughs) Maybe people got a little hot or uh, a little uncomfortable. So 
<laughs> that probably is one of the funniest. And we still to this day crack jokes about it. So I won't say what it is. I'll leave it up to everybody's imagination. <laughs> hey, listen, I think you're already there. And that's what's great in terms of how you're able to communicate just so naturally. You don't even have to say it specifically. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hey, I, I did want to talk about two more things uh, before we let you go. One is just the philosophy of the Purica Foundation and the whole circle of life. I mean, obviously, Purica, a natural wellness company committed to people making the most of their lives and, you know, highest and best quality of, of life. That, of course, isn't always possible. There's very vulnerable babies and, and children, and there are people vulnerable in, in the, the last stages of life. And, of course, the commitment to make the quality of life as, 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 as strong as possible. That circle of life um, sure seems to be a natural fit for the Purica Foundation. Yeah, most definitely. Because deal, you know, helping with hospice. And last year, we um, joined forces with Couch and Value Services, because we firmly believe that our community's future is now relying on our youth. And and definitely at this moment in time, there is so much anxiety and the social distancing is not, you know, it's not a healthy um, combination with teens as they're, you know, very social creatures by nature. And um, so that's very important for us. And we're, we're trying to, to help them to create a youth hub, um, which is, a dire need in our community and then of course you know we've partnered um, with the BC uh, Women's Hospital and to help with the neonatal ward and so and and of course with Alexa that was near and dear to our hearts so you know we're we've covered babies now teenagers and then of course end of life so and as you look forward in terms of the horizon uh, for the Purica Foundation, obviously there's so much need in communities like Duncan, uh, throughout Vancouver Island, British Columbia, across Canada. Uh, you could multiply yourself by a thousand times and, and, and there still would be more need. But where do you see the Purica Foundation uh, focusing itself post-COVID-19, when it can get back to doing what it does best, stage fundraising events that are memorable, inspiring, and entertaining? Yeah, well, we will be committed to Couch Value Services for one more year. And we're hoping that next year we can host our gala again. You know, we know that we're, we are going to probably have to put our creative thinking caps on. And... Um, and we want, you know, whatever we choose to do, I know that um, the board is committed to making it as fabulous and as memorable as possible. We have our theme. We had our theme picked for last year, which um, would have been, you know, I can't say because we still want to use it. And it was spectacular. So hopefully, 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 hopefully we'll be able to do it. And, um, and so we'll see, we'll see, but whatever we do, it will be creative if we're not able to hold, um, the gala. So, 
if, if the first three or four years or first three out of the four years are any indication, uh, it will be creative. And I think that's the thing that's so exciting from my vantage point as someone who's worked with all kinds of charities, all kinds of not-for-profits, the creative thinking, the fun that you and your team uh, have in, in terms of saying, hey, this is going to be our theme. Let's run with it. Uh, when you do something, you want to be all in. And it sure seems that you've pulled out all the stops. And the fact that you've got the idea that you were going to use, um, you know, obviously this year, uh, I don't think it's going to be any issue for you and, and, and the group of women who are behind the Pierica Foundation to come up with all kinds of ideas for, for many years to come. It just seems to be what you guys do so well. Yeah. We're, we make a good team. <laughs> we most definitely do. And I, I love them all dearly. And, uh, and I look forward to seeing what the future holds. Uh, last one for you, Marnie, um, as chair of the Pirica Foundation, uh, any message that you have to all the Pirica employees who've supported the event so far, uh, Pirica retailers who've contributed in, in, in kind and sometimes with their moral support, and of course, the uh, people from the community of Duncan and throughout Vancouver Island who've bought tickets, and because that's really what you need. You need to have that critical mass, and, and the more the merrier, literally, uh, do you have any message to all those who've supported the Pirica Foundation in these early years? Uh, so thankful, because as I said earlier, fundraising would not be possible without our ticket buyers, our donors, and our sponsors. And, you know, I know that things now with COVID are, are tough, and I really, you know, I know you can't do, like, like through the holiday season and, and, you know, different holidays and events, I really feel like it's important to support local as much as you can. Uh, and, but then also, you know, I know that bigger box or bigger chains are also owned by, by local families as well. So, you know, and it's thinking about those that donate to any sort of charity event um, really consider supporting them during these times. And also, I think a really great idea for gift giving is to donate to your favorite charity, because I know they are definitely uh, feeling a bit more of a pinch, because there aren't as many fundraisers going on. So, I mean, we live in a community or we live in a world of having so many, so many things. And Nothing really makes your heart feel better than helping somebody else. So always consider that. Marnie Watkin, as chair of the Pirica Foundation, you've made a lot of people's hearts uh, feel better in these first few years. Keep up the great work. Uh, please give all of our appreciation to the team behind the Pirica Foundation. And we'll talk again real soon. Thank you so much, Tom. You've been listening to The Triskillian with Marnie Watkin, chair of the Purica Foundation, the Purica Podcast. You've been listening to The Triskillian, the Purica Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Purica Wellness and sign up for our e-newsletter at purica.com.